0: This is Success Beyond the Score, giving insights and tips to help you learn how to build your music career from the best in the field by Millicent Stevenson. Millicent is a multi-award-winning saxophonist and endorser of Harry Hartman's Fiber Reads. She is currently serving on the Executive Committee of the Musicians' Union. With over 40 years' experience in the creative industry, Millicent has honed her performance and business skills. She provides personal development training and coaching via her online platform, successbeyondthescore.com. Hi, I'm Millicent Stevenson, and I'm happy to welcome you back to my podcast, Success Beyond the Score. Now, just before I kick off, I want to let you know I have a new gift just for you. It's called 10 Reasons Why They Will Pay You Before Gig Day. This is a snappy list of 10 things which will help you to understand what music promoters are checking to decide if they will pay you in advance. Now, knowing these things will help you to level up your game and put things in place to make it possible to get paid before you hit the stage. Now, to get this, you need to go over to my website, www.successbeyondthescore.com forward slash get paid before gig day and the link can be found in the description so today I'm wondering are you familiar with those gossip magazine covers that announce things like the royal family caught grocery shopping or check this picture of a famous musician air drying their laundry you won't believe it you know what these stem from the ideal of the celebrity That notion that famous people live a life of applause, lights and luxury and have nothing to do with the mundane. But is that really how it is? In today's episode, I talk with Tony Bean. He's the CEO and founder of 5AM Records, an international artist, developer, songwriter and record producer. I talk with Abigail Kelly, an award-winning international operatic soprano and ambassador for the National Touring Opera, also Anna Brooks, international touring saxophonist, recording artist, arranger and director, Dan Whitehouse, an acclaimed composer, songwriter, currently signed with Reveal Records, and Ruby Turner, MBE, who is a singer-songwriter, U.S. R&B number one chart hit, and actress. Now, they're going to give you their take on glitz, glamour and the Monday morning musician. Now, just before we get cracking, you might notice a difference between the sound quality of the introduction and the recordings. And that's because we've done this through Zoom due to COVID-19, lockdown and easing. But the content is stellar. Here we go. People, I'm a obviously stage performer, so people see me mm. on stage or they see other people on stage and there's this like persona they attribute to you and if they ever see me off stage when I'm not on stage, dressed well, even like this, people are like, where's the hair gone, where's the nails gone, where's the lashes gone <laughs> and they expect this kind of thing but yeah. we're just human, aren't we? We're yeah, just exactly. a normal, I would say to yeah. people, I'm still Millicent, you know, yeah, people yeah. who know me, I am Millicent, that's it, I'm that, that <laughs> person, on the, with the, um, that's my job. You know yeah.
1: that's my job this is me <laughs> yeah, exactly. and and, and you, you you have a normal life yes no it's not you're not always on stage you cannot always be on stage you cannot always be the performer at home yeah you don't walk around with dressed up in your makeup with the saxophone <laughs> you, are, you are a mom you're a wife you're a sister. You. You're a daughter, you have to be all of those things, just like exactly. everybody else does. Exactly. But I think people because they get a glimpse of your persona on stage, mm. that's what they see you as for, forever and a day. Yes, um, that's right. The danger, yeah.
0: I mean and there, here's another here's another thing in terms of you. I mean, you've you've worked with Kelly Rowland, you've worked with Usher, you've mentioned Kenny Thomas, and all you know, you've worked with Warner, Polydor, all these big names, but what about the mundane? You know, once you've done a studio work with Kelly, or even maybe she's talked to Beyoncé, and you might say, Hi, Beyonce, <laughs> to the video thing, and then you go home to your wife, and then it's a mundane, you know, there's the, the dishes to wash, the bin to put out, the bathroom that needs fixing. How do you balance <laughs> the
1: mundane? <laughs> you, you know what? I, I always say to people, when when the one leveler I have and I've always had is my wife, because she from day one, she has yeah. never been impressed by me. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I, I have seen It's absolutely fantastic. It's, yeah. And a lot of people would think, are oh, you wife's the biggest fan? I'm like, no. Yeah. I can come home and say, guess what I meant today, Stevie Wonder? Yeah. And she'd be like, really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? Yeah. Uh, or do you know who I just worked with today? It's like, really? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's not And, and even when I, when we first started in the industry, there were certain things she'd come to. Mm. So we'd have parties down at Polydor and she'd go, Oh, who's that over there? Is that Kylie? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that, is she on the same label as you as well? Yeah. Oh, is that, oh, is that Misha Paris? Yeah. Oh. Down to earth. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, it's okay. They're just people. So, so, so she's a great leveler. Yeah. So I don't, nothing I've ever done has been this great big, oh my gosh, yeah, that's brilliant. Mm, that's, mm. So it just levels me. I come home and it's like, yeah, it's just Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever he's done, it's I, think, just, I think that's
0: kind of good because you know it helps to bring you back down to earth in a sense doesn't it because yeah. if you came home to a home environment where it's like who did you work with today and what did you do in that you'd still be up high in the clouds when do yeah, you come that, down yeah, yeah, you know and I don't yeah. know if that's when the drugs thing might kick in for some people because you need to be able <laughs> yeah. to sleep and to wake up which yeah. some some artists do in it they take a drug to yeah. wake up and a drug to sleep but
1: yeah
0: you know so I think I, I, I think it's a good thing I mean I don't do you.
1: But it's a grip on I think it's a grip on reality it's, mm. it's a grip on reality to have somebody that is not impressed with you mm. and, and to be honest with you I thought bringing her into it when I first started it um, when I first started working professionally and bringing her down to London and her seeing certain things was going to be I think the only thing she's enjoyed is that sometimes I'll I'll say oh, I've got tickets for this so we can go and see somebody or meet somebody mm. and that will be you know, oh yeah, that's nice, that's great. Mm-hmm. But it's it's I think it's a great level of that that like you say, to, to actually have somebody that's going to give you that whole cheerleader thing all mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. you lose a grip on reality. And, yes. and I think that's the problem. When you have a cheerleader that's there all the time, you're just gonna lose a grip on reality. Yeah. You're not gonna be you're gonna you would be the Millicent on stage all the time you exactly be that Millicent walking around with your saxophone, and everybody's gonna go, "Oh my gosh, Millie you're so great, yeah, you're gonna be home like that yes well? it's true, and I, and I have to admit when I do
0: meet when I do meet the odd fan or two on the street or wherever and they start fawning, I just feel like. Uh, I just want to be normal <laughs> right now You know, I, I, I like normality That's my job you Not know, <laughs> for the stage <laughs> Sorry fans, but that's the real me i just like, let's be normal Well, You mentioned touring Because I know you've gone to Johannesburg You've been to the Cayman Islands You've been to Germany You've been to all sorts of places Doing all sorts of wonderful stuff But how does it feel when you get off the plane You're returning home Get off that plane You get in a trainer a coach wherever you get back to the West Midlands or wherever your home is for that time and you turn the key and you get home how does it feel to get back to the mundane you know washing up those dishes and doing your laundry and uh, shopping <laughs> I mean, what, <laughs> because of course see, you've been the... on the stage with everybody applauding you Abigail you're wonderful <laughs>
2: <laughs> see the thing is is the mundane never stops? That's the that's the trick of the whole. Is the it's the great I call it the great con, that yeah. my my operatic life and my touring life and all of that to the outside world looking in must you know, must seem really glamorous. <laughs> it is not glamorous at all. <laughs> oh my goodness some of the dressing rooms that I have been in, I just go, oh my gosh, I have no mirror. How am I going to do my makeup? What am I going to wear the mm. lights? What it you know, it's the mundane is a continuous thing that <laughs> follows you no matter if you are in Johannesburg. No matter, and sometimes, you know, I remember the, the gig I did in Johannesburg actually was one of the most, <laughs> actually one of the more glamorous things I did. Um, and uh, it, that it, yeah it was it was lovely it was quite it was quite something. I stayed so I was invited to uh I was invited to Johannesburg to perform with Opera South Africa uh and I was invited by the Jamaican consulate over there and I was put up with the the Jamaican diplomat of um Johannesburg so I stayed in her lovely diplomats get real nice houses they get put up in some fancy places when they live in certain countries um so I stayed with her in Pretoria and it was just like a really lovely house she had a personal trainer who'd come over so I was like well fine I'm here I might as well do you know I there was a little swimming pool and all of that sort of stuff and that's all great and wonderful and fantastic but still you know there are gigs that are nowhere near as glamorous as what's that the, at what's all what's the worst what's the worst that you've had mm. what's the worst I can't even <laughs> I can't think there have definite there have definitely been like I said about <laughs> dressing rooms there have definitely been dressing rooms where there are either no mirrors <laughs> which when you're when you're supposed to go on stage and do a full face and all of that sort of stuff <laughs> is a little bit like, there's there's nowhere to put your makeup or anything it's just you've got your makeup on your knees and just sort of like trying to do something in a a bathroom you know the amount of um, toilet cubicles that I've had to change (laughs) into like into a dressing you know big old ball gown changing and this woman comes out of this you know she's like looking you up and down like you're mad and you're like just wandering around in a big old ball dress yeah but those are the I I love the juxtaposition of that though because the the idea and I do it too I watch people Mm. who are working at the Met and I watch people who are at the Scala and I go oh my god they must lead such glamorous lives and I know fully well that they probably don't because I don't But I mean it's a whole different level but I don't and I you know (laughs) you know the 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 funny crazy stuff that happens uh behind Mm. the scenes and I think that keeps me grounded as well (laughs) um the gigs that are they are not necessarily glamorous but they are Mm. so fun are Mm. things where you are are putting on an opera in an outdoor tent in the middle of a field and you've got porty cabins and your dressing room is just a tent on the other side of the field and there's no electricity and stuff like that i just is wonderful because it's just so fun and it's so character building as well you know you're in your wellies in a ball gown then is that what it is oh yeah me and my wellies <laughs> in a ball gown I love I love that kind of thing I just think it's so fun and I think it's so down to earth and yeah. if people uh if people could see that side of of the operatic world they'd go yeah this is actually you know this is this is quite something else this is quite fun <laughs> um yeah there's a yeah combination some some glamorous not some not so glamorous yeah
0: I think my um in terms of dressing rooms I was doing a wedding in a in a wedding uh, invi- um, e- event so a wedding location in the south of England so um it's just a very small sort of very very nice everything that you need there but I had to change in a cupboard and there was chairs and tables no mirror no lighting my husband had to stand by the door so no one would come in and I'm there squeezing into my dress and fixing (laughs) up that oh was crazy. I think I took a picture of it. I meant to do a blog or a post on it. I somewhere in the camera, but it was absolutely I mean we had to make space in the cupboard. There were chairs stacked this high That's and tables brilliant.
2: and brilliant. <laughs> <That's laughs> but the but the location was fantastic, but I had to change yeah. It like- <laughs> yeah. This is the thing. I did um one of the one of the in-person things I did this year, which was so so cool. Um I performed inside Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery, Um, some, you know, some arias, operatic arias and I had this wedding dress on and it was all kind of cute, you know, cute and inside the gallery itself and it was just like, I'm singing in the gallery and it's lovely. And then I went to go and get out of my costume. It's just a little cupboard with all sorts of items everywhere and you're sort of trying to take everything <laughs> off like you know yeah it's uh it's uh not always as glamorous as it no, seems to no.
0: it have you ever had to go on stage but feeling a little frazzled because you've had to deal with the family and there's your audience of a thousand odd people waiting for your first second third note have you ever yeah. to- and how do you how do you cope with that
3: um, I think the moment you set foot on stage, um, well, for me, I, I enter a, it's a, it's a different, it's a different world. It's, it's not a different me. Um, it's still me, but it's, um, you know, I always describe it as my, as my stage persona, because, you um, you know, when you're doing the mundane things in in life, when you're when you're um, doing the grocery shopping and when you or if you're if you're on the road and you're sort of remotely parenting, mm. um, you have to be able to you have to be able to kind of switch off and become that other part of you the more creative the the more outgoing the more the more exciting version of yourself if you like and that's an um i'm just very used to automatically i can automatically shift into that mode the moment Mm -hmm. i i walk on stage um and whatever I'm involved in, if I'm touring with the Brooklyn Funk Essentials, for example, um, the energy that you get from the audience helps you to focus. And Mm. I I don't know, it's just like flicking a switch, Um, just going into, just going into performance mode. And, you can leave those things behind while you're on stage. I mean, don't get me wrong. The moment I'm in the the dressing room afterwards, if there is something going on, or you know, or you're feeling Some that drama. kind of hassle, then I'll be checking my phone straight away. But yeah. for that time that you're that you're on stage, it kind of allows you to to step into a different a different world. And I think that's the thing that I that I love so much about about music. You know, music is it's nonverbal communication. For me, it's like, it's it's always been like a kind of therapy and the more that may be going on um, elsewhere, whatever chaos is is happening or whatever family, you know, situations or, or whatever. Um, as soon as I pick up my saxophone and I start playing all my frustration or all my, whatever it might be, that goes straight down the saxophone and okay. I feel fantastic afterwards. Yeah, It literally, if I don't play for a week for example i feel i feel like something's wrong i feel like something's kind of missing and Mm -hmm. as soon as i get my sax out and i play i always say that is my therapy that's my you know i i tell my story down the saxophone when i when i play you know i you know it's not always been an easy ride for me over the last sort of 20 years or so and um i just the poor saxophone just bears the brunt of it basically (laughs) I just pick up the sax and that's it. And then whew, it's it's really therapeutic. I, you know, I've had plenty of situations uh, where I've been, for example, as a, as a female musical director where I've turned up and I'm in charge of, um, you know, a, a seven-piece band and maybe eight singers and I've turned up at a theatre show and, you know, someone will say to me, oh, are you are you one of the singers or, are you know... And no, I'm other musical director, um, yeah. <laughs> and you know it's still, as I say, it's getting better, but you do see surprise faces, and I think um, uh, I used to, I used to put my more feminine side to one side, mm. um, and you know even. Uh, even in the way that I the way that I dressed uh, because um, I felt like this is you know we're going back some maybe 10-15 years um, I felt like I had to be this very sort of strong person um, because of what I was doing and because there was often the assumption that oh she, you know she's in that band because she looks a certain way wait till you hear her play the saxophone it's going to be rubbish but then yeah, it, was, I know that it isn't and then you see oh actually and so many times I've heard you know actually you can play but I think I I think I I felt like I had to be sort of very strong and maybe be more man-like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just because of, you know, the, maybe the, the nature of the business and the, the work that I was doing. Mm. Um, I always felt like I had to prove myself, mm. you know, mm. um, always. Um, yeah. I always felt like I had to, to really prove myself. And at some point I thought, I think the older you get, the less you care about what other people think about you, which is hallelujah for that, by the way. Um, That's the great thing about getting older. Um, But I think these days I'm I'm, I'm more able to to be my more feminine self and... um, not feel like I have to prove myself so much because I know that people at some point will find out oh yes actually she she really can play the saxophone and she really does know what she's doing Then she's not there to be the token female you know -hmm. um so but yeah I would love to see more I would love to see more women out there
0: so listen you've obviously you do house concerts you're signed to a label you're doing all the things you do it sounds really really glamorous but do you ever feel like, okay, now it's back to the mundane. I've got to go do my shopping and my laundry. Do you find that to be a thing for you or is or is everything just life?
4: <laughs> Everything's just mundane. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel very glamorous. I mean, maybe when the way you describe it, it's a bit nicer, but yeah.
3: um
4: I don't know, I've always driven apart from the early days that I talked about with Naomi. You know, it's very very much a sort of DIY level. I'm driving myself to my shows. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all it's a self employed life and uh no different to, you know, the mobile hairdresser or the window cleaner or anybody else that's yeah. trying around living and visiting different clients and Yeah. I
0: that's see, how I see it. Yeah, I see no, it much the same proud way. Of that. But don't you don't you feel that people see you differently, your audience see you differently or Hopefully. Students?
4: I don't want to buy a ticket to see my window cleaner scene. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I think that that there's a necessary veil, you know, Mm. Um, it's smoke and mirrors and rock and roll, isn't it? We need a bit of that, and that's exciting. Mm, mm. And I try and indulge in that as much as I can. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I get my hair cut sometimes, buy new clothes, (laughs) things like that. Yeah, Um, yeah. Make. I, you know I try and express myself fully in the um artwork and the videos that I share of my mu that represent my music
0: yeah yeah,
4: yeah, um I think that's really important. I mean, I enjoy those things, you know it's exciting and fun to yeah to make those things as beautiful as you can
0: there's something I really like about you, you know I was. Obviously, I'm on your Twitter and your Facebook, and I just kind of follow you and see what you're going on with. But <laughs> thank you. I thank
5: think... you for having me, Millicent, and for calling and, and minding my business. <laughs> <laughs> I watch my business. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Facebook, as my dad used to call it. We on Facebook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, well, you know, thing is when I went over to your website and I was reading up on your bio, I'm thinking, yeah. wow she's amazing you know it's like one of the things i mean even before i go into the questions i have planned is like for Um, me you are a celebrity but very understated oh goodness you're acclaimed but approachable there's no airs and graces and i really want to know how do you manage to balance all of this with who you are and what you do. I mean, it's amazing. I, I mean, I, know, I won't, let me just stop talking. I'm just- <laughs> Well, okay. the thing
5: is, first of all, the celebrity thing, mm. I, um, you know, you can discard that. Mm-hmm. And I think, from, for me, for me, because, it's another thing for me. That's nothing. It's got, nothing. as far as I'm concerned, got nothing to do with the music, yes. the work I've been doing over the years. Yes. You know, I'm just, I'm just a musician. Yes. I love what I do. Yes. I don't do it for the glory. I do it for the blessings I've been given and sharing. Wow. And then you have that celebrity culture thing that came in. Yes. So sort of, well, it's always kind of been there mm-hmm. and people caught it because in a way it he- helps to re- expand and shoot you even further than, you know, you need to go. You want to go. Uh,
0: yeah.
5: I, and at the same time i also can find it very destructive mm. i find it gets in the way i mm-hmm. find you stop being you say how do you re- you know able to retain yourself it's that thing it's for, it's that very reason mm. if you stay out of that culture thing that mm. drives you to want more to be more than you are or not even be yourself mm. then i think it, it becomes a problem and yeah. for me i i made that sort of conscious decision really to mm. steer myself Away from that. I don't think I need to be everywhere yeah. in terms of, you know, being seen.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: I'll, I'll be seen when I'm working. Right. I'll be seen when there's something good going on.
0: Yeah.
5: But apart from that, you know, that's, that's about it really. And so I'm also careful about things. We talk about Facebook, what you put on there. Yeah. If it's, if it's work-related or stuff yeah. like that, fine. If it's something about who you are and so people ask, they want to know who you are. Yeah. And so what I tend to do, just to, which I think is only fair, and mm. in the deep down I do feel think, well, you know what? People think you are this celebrity. Thing. And I kind of dismiss that by putting flowers up and the garden and stuff like that. I've noticed so the people,
0: garden. Like,
5: yeah, you know, the like, garden and see what's going on in there. And yeah. I want them to know the real human being, the real person who cares about other things other than the hair, the makeup, da-da-da-da, mm. yeah. I, I can't handle that. I never could.
0: So there's something about getting older and getting experience and stuff that's made you sort of realise that actually to be me is more important than being someone else for my business to succeed.
5: Yes, I think so. Because as the years have gone on, you know, Things tried and tested, some fail, some did. And then in the end, does it really matter? What matters is that you're happy. What matters is that you can wake up and you, you know, you don't have to put on this fake, false thing ah! and, and be, you know, you need to maintain this yeah. thing. Not yeah. only do you dress it, you need to live it. Yeah. You know, yeah, and I think it's very important. But I'm not, I'm not saying what happened there was wrong. It was just the business. That's yes. a part of the business. Yeah. So I'm not knocking it, it's a part of the business. But yeah. when you come to a point where you can when you you know you've done all you've done, mm. you, you can stand, you then own it. Take yeah. ownership of your life, you know. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, you're you're a woman after my own heart. I mean, you know, outside of the stage, I am me, and I'm I'm not wearing the wig and the nails and all that kind
1: of stuff. <laughs> that's working out. <laughs> and I have people. It up, uh, sing
0: yeah. It oh gosh, as soon as you get in the car,
1: <laughs> Yay!
5: Oh, I suspect. <laughs> they go. showbiz. That's, that, that's a bit of showbiz and everybody does it black yes. white and green is just what it is when we're home we just hope but you need to have that balance yes it is so important
0: most definitely you know,
5: yeah the stage thing is a stage thing but yes. you need to be able to come home and uh-huh. turn on that pot yes. you know and turn and be There's things to do here. You know what I mean? There's things to do. Yeah, it's important.
0: And I I, I, I guess you're kind of answering my question, which I had about the mundane, you know, because you're (laughs) someone who's worked with Brian Ferry and UB40. So you're on the big big platforms as well as you know the ronnie scott stages and so on and then you've yeah. got to come home you know mm-hmm. so it seems to me like you've got this balance or do you find that sometimes returning to the mundane is difficult especially say if you're abroad because you do travel well obviously when you got back you have to
5: climatize yourself again because it's just it's a re-entry like whoa we've been looked after and you, you know you're yeah. you playing hopping country to country you live in hotels i mean this pandemic's been really quite interesting because for the past eight Eighteen months or so, I've been here, and you know that whole. I was fortunate enough mm. to have worked up until the lockdown, more or less. You know, to a, a year back. Right. Like we just got back from from Europe. Where I was touring with Jules. Yeah. And we got back from Austria mm. just as on the thirteenth of March, and a week or so later, the, the lockdown happened. So mm. in a funny kind of way, but saying that, going back, I'd come off a three month tour. Yeah. So, I kind of, the rest that I had that sort of stopped, sort of benefited somebody like myself that needed to stop for a little while. Mm. But we thought it was only for a little while. Yeah. And then, well, here we are. Um, But, you know, it was when you come home from, from work, it's, it's you have to adjust yourself again you know you really you need to but it doesn't take long it doesn't take long before you fall in because you know i do everything myself that washing machine is on full full you know <laughs> full power for however long you know what i mean because it's just the way it is i carry more than i need on tour <laughs> because i'm coming on to wash it all mm-hmm. um and and you've you got to deal with the bills you got to deal with stuff there's stuff going on you know so and you know, the window cleaners coming has been paid or whatever. So you gotta do, yeah, and and that's all right. It yeah. keeps you grounded. It keeps you grounded. I still live in the real world, girl. Okay. I'm in the real. I'm in the real world. i trust me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow, that was another fantastic session. I certainly learnt a few things too, and I hope you found nuggets there to help you with your music development. By the way. Don't forget to download my list of 10 reasons why promoters will pay you before gig day. You can get this from my website, www.successbeyondthescore.com forward slash get paid before gig day. The link is in the description. See you next time.